It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where a Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Well, good morning. It is time for Faith and Life to Connect here on The Session. I'm Scott, and Tom is here from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? Oh, I did. Good. I did. And you got to do one of your uh, your traditions, which we will talk about in a minute, because today we are talking about the importance of traditions, especially right. at this time of year. So before we dive into the specifics, though, we want to turn to God's Word, Tom. This is Paul's writings in 1 Corinthians 11.2. Now, I praise you because you remember me in everything and hold firmly to the traditions just as I delivered them to you. So Paul is talking about the importance of traditions. And in the Jewish world, the traditions are so important, especially we're entering into Hanukkah right now. Right, and that is all about the passing down of a tradition over the centuries. Uh huh. You know, so uh, it is a, a tradition is a very important thing to remember. Right, and so we're going to toss out some ideas, some things from our own families, uh, and maybe things that can help, maybe spur an idea for you. This because if this is your first Christmas as a couple, right. married, engaged, or maybe you're just at that little dating stage and it's your first Christmas together. Right. You know, there are little things that you can do to make it special. Right. And you want, especially if you're, if you're newlyweds. Definitely. Oh, the first Christmas is always a special one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we want to try and encourage you with that today and have a little more of a lighthearted kind of approach to things. But let's, let's start Tom with, with the one tradition that you have done well, for as long as we've known each other, and right. it goes back to when your kids were little, and you had a tradition every Black Friday. We would go out and buy our Christmas tree, Scott. And what's so interesting about that, that was tradition. So there were times, I remember we had Mandy and her boyfriend at the time, now her husband, and the boys, and we went to Wyrick's tree farm in the middle of a blizzard. <laughs> And you know, the women of our family still had to do the entire inventory of the trees and pick one that absolutely looked like it would work. Well, meanwhile, I think the boys and I, except Nate, he's the one who had to cut it down, I think, <laughs> were in the little barn having hot chocolate or something while they were out, out doing it, but we still did it. So every year it was like that. Mandy and mom would absolutely make sure we found the perfect Christmas tree. That meant hundreds of Christmas trees. That you had to go through in acres and acres of wood to be searched. That's right. So how did it change when when Mandy grew and left, the boys grew, and they're on their own with their own families now? 
what happened with you and Kathy. Well, about the same time, Wyrix closed, and so we ended up going to Clearview Tree Farm, which is below Lexington on 546, and the new tradition began to start there. But the good part about Clearview is they all are equipped with these electric chainsaws. <laughs> That got my interest immediately. It, it, the process went a lot quicker that way. That, that, that's for sure. We just, you know, we pointed that one and they fire it up, and it's amazing how quick that thing <laughs> comes down. Although this year, Kathy was looking at something on her phone when he started to cut. He wasn't aware of it, but I was watching, and the tree started to fall toward her. I said, "Hi, you got to move it," and the tree just missed her. That was. <laughs> that was but that one was also interesting. Okay. Now, this process used to take a great deal of time with Mandy and Kathy, didn't it? Big time. Okay. Now, yeah. this year was a little bit different. Kathy, bless her heart, set a world record or family <laughs> record this year in honor of her. When you pull in their big driveway in their parking lot, there's this little strip of trees between the driveway and the parking lot. And before we even got out of the Jeep, Scott, she had already picked... The tree. She had narrowed it down to two. She said, honey, which one of those two would you like? I said, it's a good, I'm like, are you, are you okay? So, honey, are you, you all right? You don't have a fever in your And she said, yeah. So I said, let's take that one. She said, that's fine. I'm going, wait a minute. What's, what's the matter with I this? I haven't even gotten out of the car yet. What's going on here? Yes. And so I had walked over and got somebody to come and cut it down, and she made sure she kept her eye on it so nobody else claimed it. And it was amazing. Isn't that fun? Yes. If you think about it, this time last year at Christmas, we were in the middle of lockdown. We were in the middle of COVID and the whole pandemic thing. Well, that's when she was really down yeah. with, with COVID. And so I went out. And did the Christmas tree shopping. Now, now, Scott, you realize how serious that is? Wow. I mean, I'm taking my life into my own hands That's, here. If, if that ain't love, I don't know what <laughs> is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then it occurred to me, I can FaceTime her. From, she's home. She's in our nice, cozy bed. She's resting. And I can show her, honey, what do you think about this tree? What do you think about that? I had it picked in short order. So I think she kind of liked that process. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, when I was in Boy Scouts, we sold live trees. Uh-huh. And there was a corner lot in Battle Creek, and we had a little trailer that we had, and the guy brought in trees, and we sold them for the Mary's money for the troop. And I can still remember, you know, these trees, we go out, and I'm this short, scrawny little Boy Scout, and these people are coming in looking at these trees. And a friend of mine from school came with her dad, and we want that one, but... We've got, hold on, we got to go get the money, come back, put our name on it. Yeah. And, you know, you shake it out for them and stomp it up and down. I'm like, all right, no problem. Well, it sold while they were gone. Oh. They came back, and uh, I had to tell her um, it sold while you were gone. She punched me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember her name. I don't remember a thing except she punched me. And so, so I woke uh, up yeah. in the hospital with a <laughs> concussion. And, oh, oh my. There, so that is your, your tradition. Right. Um, has, has anything um, changed other than that from over the years with, with your, your traditions for Christmas? Oh, definitely. When we were in the heart of our parenting, in our prime parenting, Wow. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we won't go any farther. When, when you had all the kids at home, let's put it that way. <laughs> That's right. We had traditions, and when they all moved out, obviously those traditions changed. But some of the ones with the, our children that, that stand out to me, and some of my fondest memories looking back at the traditions, we would do, and I've shared this in previous shows, at that time, Bright to Christmas was in the newsroom. It, maybe it still is. We would read one of those, and we would take care of it. We would help the, the family in need. Oh, okay. And, you know, I had our children. We did it together. There were times when there was places you could take your toys you're not using, and they would give them to those who don't have them. Well, that was also very strategic because it also <laughs> meant great way to clean out the toy box ahead of christmas that's right yeah yeah so we weren't quite so outnumbered by toys <laughs> well and so i really liked that one um what they learned by that i think we you know we talk about what things we could teach them and what's important to teach them but what they experience is going to be the most powerful teacher that we can do they're going to see what we do, and that's what's going to have a major impact. Now, one of ours, I, I still remember because we still do it to this day. I had a, uh, most all of our family was in Battle Creek right there in the immediate area. Right. But my dad's mom was in Florida. Right. So grandma in Florida is what we called her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the best we had, yeah, I guess. That's probably better than what some are <laughs> called. So Grandma in Florida would send up her packages early. Right. And we got to open Grandma in Florida's on Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. So we got to do that. That was that was the thing we had to do. We had to open Grandma in Florida's Christmas Eve. And of course, Lorraine and I were very excited about that. And to this day now, with Aaron, we did that. And we get to do it with Allison now, with my granddaughter. She gets to open one package from somebody on Christmas Eve. Okay. And so that's one that we've done over the years, and it's actually continued now. It's on its third generation. Um, are there any traditions that you have seen your kids continuing that you all did when they were kids? Well, that's that's a great question. And now I think about it, I think they all, one of our traditions was that we would sit at the top of the stairs and I would read the Christmas story before they could go down. Well, what was interesting was the first time Dean was with us, that our our son that we adopted, you know, it, it might have been 6 a.m., and he was in his starting blocks outside of his room. <laughs> he, was, he was ready to go, man. Just blow the whistle, and I'm out of here. And then he had to sit at the top of the stairs and listen to the Christmas story. I think he was breaking out in a cold sweat. <laughs> Yeah, and so that was the first time that had ever happened for him. Uh-huh. I am pretty sure that our children pretty much do that. Nice. Yeah. So what is what is the importance of these traditions, Tom? Why why are we taking the time to talk about these? What's what is the importance? Well, that is really important we talk about because we can begin to pass on to the next generation the importance of Jesus and what he did and how much God loved us that he sent us his son. And so that it's a great opportunity in this season that we honor him and not so much the whole businessy commercial side of Christmas. But another example of a tradition that's still today to me really, really important 
in one Kathy and I have done, but now we typically do it with her mother, is on Christmas Eve, we want to go to a candlelight service. Okay. Okay. I want to go to a Christmas <laughs> <laughs> But she's honored me, and I think she's really okay with it. It's not like she doesn't want to. And the idea there is it's just really a special time before all the packages start flinging around the room and, and that sort of thing to honor Jesus and honor his birth. And that's a tradition we did with our children. I'm thinking we'd have to talk to them like David and Jason with their boys that they oftentimes have other family that comes on from their spouse's side and, and stuff like that. So sometimes that's a little confusing, but definitely important one. Definitely. So the important, and, and it again goes back to what we saw from uh, from the Israelites, you know, the importance of passing on the traditions. Right. And passing on, you know, we do this. And the minute we knew we were going to do this, the first thing I thought of, for some reason, I went back to the uh, when the Israelites crossed the Jordan for the first time. And God stopped the Jordan, so they crossed, on, crossed the Jordan on dry land. Right. They got to the other side, and then God said, okay, one person from each tribe go and take a stone out of the middle of the river. They brought it back and they built this pillar. And they were and I guess somebody must have asked God why or asked Joshua why. Right. And he said, That is done so that in years down the line, when your kids turn, your grandkids turn and go, Why are those rocks piled up there? You can say, Because that is when and it and it left a marker right. that they could all point back to. Yeah. And that's what the value of these traditions are for me, is something that we can point back to and unite our families around. Right, yeah. You know, for us it was, oh, dark 30. Oh, dark 30. <laughs> oh, dark 30. We would get up and do presents at our house. Uh-huh. Well, that meant that my grandparents, and at the time my one aunt and uncle still lived at home, we're getting up at, oh, darker 30 <laughs> and doing their Christmas right. and then coming to the house. Right. And that was done so that my grandfather could take movies of my sister and I coming to the Christmas tree. Oh. Now, keep in mind, this would have been the early to mid-60s before all these automatic shutter, light speed cameras and all the video stuff you have today. On your phone, even. Yeah. You, yeah. Could, you know, you didn't have that then. And the movie camera had to have an outside light source. So Grandpa had a light rack. Oh. And it was a stand, and it was a rack of about six lights. Oh, my gosh. Well, he turned these suckers <laughs> on, and I'm convinced the power grid went. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, the living room lit up like it was a CBS evening news set. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And Lorraine and I came out in our PJs and our bathrobe, and it's like we were sheltering against the wind. Our hands were up in front of our eyes, and we staggered looking for the tree, and I think I might have run into a chair. And, yeah. You know, Grandpa would kind of, Grandma would kind of yeah. push me back toward the tree. and and But there was something that we did every year. And my aunt and uncle still remember, yeah, we had to get up. You noticed we always had coffee in our hands. That's because we were trying to stay awake so you could open your presents. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. still, it's something that they still remember, and it's definitely a memory that I cherish now about my grandfather. Yeah. Now that grandpa's gone, right? that's something that I hang on to. And that that's the other really important thing is to is so that we have a way to remember our family as well. All right. So you had this beacon light going on in your neighborhood that— <laughs> 
I'm pretty convinced see. a plane may have landed on Lois Drive <laughs> thinking it was the Valkyrie Kellogg Airport. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, runway you know, lights there. Yeah. And there's another one that we've done that we've started doing since Aaron was little. We actually go out right after it snows. And sometimes the first snow, it kind of depends. But we'll go out and we'll go out in the evening, sometimes after Sunday night church, and we will go travel around and see Christmas lights. Uh huh. You know, if we know there's a neighborhood that's well lit, right? There's one end of our neighborhood that's more established end of the neighborhood, and they get their lights up before everybody else, and they've got stuff. You know, it almost looks like Griswolds right. with stuff hanging from the roof and mm-hmm. off the chimney and stuff. So we'll go around and we'll see Christmas lights, and especially now with Allison with a special needs granddaughter, she's like, oh, "Look at there's Santa and there's the ray of the light and all." Right. And it, you know, it just is a real joy for her, and that's something that we've started doing. All about that. Over Isn't the that years. cool? Is there anything else in the way of tradition that you guys do on on Christmas itself? On Christmas Day. Once, and once yeah. you get them down from the top of the stairs right? and you've read the Christmas story and they jump over the top of you to get to the tree. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, um, Kathy always makes a great Christmas breakfast meal. And, and, and so that's tradition that we do that. Uh, and then from there, we end up, oftentimes it would be connecting with family, maybe her mom earlier when the kids were younger, uh, her parents. So anyway, you know, we, we would do that. And so the whole tradition now is we, we're going to make sure we take our good old time. Yeah, you, you don't have to get up early. That's right. Yeah. And. I would still say probably our. It's interesting. Our children are now having to pay the price. <laughs> what goes around comes around. There you go. And now their children are getting up early. Now, did your kids try and get you up to get a sneak peek at the tree, like at three in the morning? What really did happen was so funny, was that Mandy, bless her heart, would try to convince us. That, oh, mom and dad, last year on Christmas Eve, you let me open a present. And why can't I this year? And so the boys behind the scenes are laughing hysterically, going, three of these trying to pull that one off again. So when we said no, then Mandy did something else that was really interesting. She would sneak in and look at all the packages when she was by herself. She would unwrap them, see what it is, and wrap them back up like we would never know. And we didn't until I think one of the boys finally told oh, no. us. <laughs> but, you know, it, that's reality therapy. There, she saw it. Now, what's that going to do to her Christmas? Well, she did just fine. Yeah. I like the bre- the breakfast. We we have a breakfast tradition as well. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's sausage biscuits every Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. And it's something quick and easy to do. Uh-huh. One on the stovetop, one in the oven, and I usually cook it. Right. That way the girls can sit back and relax and play and do whatever it is they want to do you cook yes congratulations uh-huh. Scott. i never said i cooked well i just said <laughs> i cooked our children always appreciated when i cooked i think we've shared that before it might have been bob evans or Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't know those were relatives of yours did you you know yeah, part huh? of the family that's right and particularly well see it was, would have been bob evans if it had been christmas if a christmas meal was up to me it probably would have been ordered out from Bob Evans. <laughs> and they were happy, not only because they liked Bob Evans, but they knew what it was like to try and eat one. <laughs> it would be a scary thought for me to, to try and cook. So let me also speak into 
we have some blending families that may be coming into their first Christmas. And Scott, I think this is important that you have to remember that when these two families are blending, they're coming from a history of traditions. Well, those traditions can collide if we aren't proactive and communicate on the communication highway about what is it that is going to be important to you? What would you like to see happen? And what would I like to see happen? And we blend our traditions together. And then trying to include the other members of the the extended family out. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're aware of it as well so that you're not having Christmas yeah. Day fights about who gets the kids and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And the importance, I think, of including the kids in the conversation, maybe if mom and dad come together. Right and you all agree that we're going to do this, then bring the kids in and say, what would you like to bring into this Christmas tradition in this family? And get them all involved together. And I think if you looked at Christian traditions online, Googled something like that, you're going to get a ton of things that you can begin to create your own new traditions as you're entering into life together, whether we're talking the blending family or we talk about the newlyweds, their first Christmas. Right. Now, for the family dynamic that maybe has not been the best, and, you know, just the idea of talking together can be a bit of a challenge. You know, maybe sitting down with a, a Christian counselor can be helpful to maybe restarting that dynamic and maybe to helping you develop new traditions. How can they start a conversation with you? Well, Scott, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. And remember, you can always go back and listen to this again and see what we did and maybe you know pick up some ideas on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com <laughs>